Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Another day in the great USA, the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation. And uh, hey, let me say this to you. I don't know what kind of Greek goblins that run around in here in the opening, but I tell you, it's happening to everybody. And uh, I tell you, thank you so much for coming along as we build the bridge <laughs> daily. We messed that one up. <laughs> yeah, I am CL. This is the CL Bryant Show, and it's live radio. So uh, don't uh, don't go anywhere. We we've got it all straightened out now. I I do believe. Hey, listen, folks, got a lot to talk to you about. Uh, Gordon Chang, friend of the show, will be on here in about twenty minutes, and uh, Gordon's going to talk to us about Chinese involvement. Yeah, Chinese involvement. There in uh, Afghanistan. It's a strange thing. I'm going to ask him this, and you want to stay tuned to hear his answers on this. You know, the Chinese, they have uh, Muslim uh, Muslims in, in prison in China. Lots of them, tons of them. And they use them, uh, it has been reported, as to, to harvest organs and all that type of thing. I don't know if that's so or not. Gordon will either uh, give some shit, some light on that, or totally debunk, debunk it altogether. But we're going to have Gordon Chang on here in about 15 minutes. Gordon will be coming up. And then later on in the show, uh, after the top of the hour, we're going to have on my good buddy, Derek Wilburn from Colorado, uh, Rocky Mountain Black Republicans. Uh, he is fantastic in his zeal, and he's fantastic in uh, the way he has been helping young people get to know what it is uh, going on here in America as far as their government is concerned. And friends, also, um, we need to examine before Gordon comes on here this issue that all of us face. Now, I'm, I've told all of you uh, way back when COVID first hit, I got it. I got COVID way back. Uh, my my uh, wife had just passed away, Jane. And um, I got really, really sick, really sick. And uh, didn't know what was wrong with me. Thought I was going to die for sure. <laughs> I really did. And uh, I was in Denver, the... the um, the whole country was locked down, could not go back home to Louisiana, uh, as you know, the mate know the story, to memorialize my wife. So I was stuck there for about three and a half uh, months with her remains, and uh, I got really sick, really, really sick. And uh, this, everybody's talking COVID this. You go out, if you went out, 
uh, to the, you know, King Supers, that's the grocery store, there's huge mega grocery stores up there in the Colorado area. Uh, and nobody really knew what to do at the point at that point in time. It was just a panic. Things were shut down. Colorado was one of the first to shut down. Never did see the homeless, though, dropping dead. They continued to pass their uh, wine bottles, smoke cigarettes behind each other, and, you know, gathering groups. I never saw them dropping dead. I'd pass down through downtown um, Denver almost every day uh, around the Capitol, and um, you'd see them. You'd see the same ones day in, day out, day in, day out, no, no sickness among the homeless, and I don't think we've heard of any real, you know, you know, out, outbreak among the homeless people. Have we? Have we? Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. And I was looking at those pictures of all the Afghans uh, fleeing for their lives uh, yesterday. And one thing that really struck me as I saw them fleeing, the thing that struck me the most uh, very few of them, if any of them, had on a mask. I haven't heard, and we haven't heard, that, to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong, that these Afghans are dropping dead in the streets. Uh, they evidently don't wear masks as a part of their, their practice anyway. And according to some here in America, medical uh, geniuses and scholars, they're saying that even if you have a mask on, if it's not uh, something that actually filters out, if you can smell stuff through it, it it's, it's not doing you any good. And the kids uh, put those back on their faces. Uh, it wouldn't be happening to my kid, I can tell you that much. And no, I haven't had any vaccine, uh, and I go where I want to go. I do what I have to do as far as this mask thing is concerned because I fly a lot, all right? So I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to work, but I'm not going to volunteer to let anybody poke me with anything that is not FDA-approved, and maybe even then, if it, if it is, I don't know. But this thing is far too experimental for me to be swallowing whole. And I'm telling you, American people, to be swallowing whole, that it's okay. You, you know, the mass deception that's going on here is, is just that. It, in my estimation, there is a mass deception that is going on in America. Now, uh, that leads me to my point. My point is this. They're now here, what, uh, three months after everybody that has been vaccinated is vaccinated. Here we are three months after all of that. Um, We are seeing that the CDC or whoever it is that's recommending that we get or people get, not we, because it ain't me. (laughs) <laughs> it came me that you get if you've been vaccinated uh, a booster shot. In other words, they want to shoot some more of it into you. You got to have some more shot into you, and the reason you got to have more shot into you is so that we can keep up the narrative of that you need to do this. And Antifa, of course, are their hell's angels enforcers when it comes to this, right? Antifa is their, you know, there's their hell's angels enforcers. 
if you don't have the vaccine or if you're one of those people who, you know, of your own opinion, your own mind about your own body, they may send them to try and beat you up. And that's going to be one heck of a try. Americans, you need to stand up, push back against what is coming your way. And that's mandatory um, ID as to whether or not you have had a COVID shot. Oh, I smell revolution in the air. I don't know about you. But revolution is in the air of America. Because it's not in our DNA to tolerate this type of treatment from the government uh, that we hire. Who have turned into, quite frankly, and listen to me, they have turned into egg-sucking dogs. Unless, And in case you're not familiar with the egg-sucking dog, you never spent any time on a farm or ranch or anything. You've never spent any time down there. Well, you have dogs usually because you have other uh, animals down there other than cows and horses. You have other other animals on the farm than that. And dogs are usually good to keep away varmints like uh, raccoons and coyotes and that type of thing. Dog, a big dog, not not a little one. Big dog, little dog get eaten. In fact, sometimes a big dog gets, gets carried away. Uh, coyotes have a way of luring a a big male dog away and uh, with a female. They will use a female to do it and get him out there. And um, before you know it, you don't see your dog anymore. But we Americans are being lured into something that I really believe is not good for us as far as being told what to do. Polio, totally different thing. You knew if you got that, you were going to experience adverse things in your with your legs and extremities. That was going to happen if you contracted polio. Although I do know people who have gotten who did have polio as a child and got over it. And yeah, they they you can't even tell they ever had it. But this COVID thing is something totally different because uh, evidently the human immune system is much more effective than anything you're shooting into it to protect against it. In fact, if you have had COVID and you have the antibodies in your body that will ward it off, if in fact you come, come against it again and you get this shot, it is quite possible that if you do this, you, my friends, might very well be overloading that. Now, uh, the mandatory vaccines and all that, hey, uh, or the mandatory cards in New York City, absolutely lunacy. I'm going to bring on now uh, an expert on the state and government of China He's been on the show many times, a great columnist, an attorney, and someone who is certainly a patriot, an American patriot. He is Gordon Chang. And uh, I want to welcome back to the show right now our good friend, Gordon Chang. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, and thank you so much, C.L. Gordon, it's always great to have you on, and uh, I wanted to get your insight today 
on perhaps the the, the gateway of of China uh, having Afghanistan sit in their lap. Is that something that the Chinese are actively uh, trying to achieve, or have they achieved that? Well, they're certainly trying to achieve it. Their embassy is open. We know that in the last days of July, a senior Taliban group went to the Chinese city of Tianjin to meet with the foreign minister, Wang Yi. Uh, We don't know exactly what occurred there, but uh, obviously their ties are robust. And U.S. intelligence reports that uh, China is going to soon recognize the Taliban-led government. So um, Beijing certainly trying to make inroads into the new Afghanistan. They want minerals. They've got a copper mine lease there already, um, 30 years, but they want uh, gold, uranium, lithium. Uh, they want to tie Afghanistan into their Belt and Road, which is their global infrastructure program. And they want to make sure the Taliban doesn't give support to the Uyghurs, who have uh, subject to horrific uh, repression in China. So, yeah. China basically wants to take over Afghanistan. When we look at a a phrase or a a combination of words you just used, the new Afghanistan, Gordon, uh, with Chinese government involvement in Afghanistan, are we looking at a kinder, gentler Afghanistan? And do the Russians have anything to do to play in this this game? Well, yes, the, the new Afghanistan really is an old Afghanistan. It's one which is medieval. It's the one that the Taliban actually ruled um, prior to uh, uh, the U.S. invasion in 2001. The um, Russians also are keeping their embassy open, and that's an indication that they, too, um, are going to maintain ties with the new government there. So it's, I think China and Russia are actually coordinating and working together. I don't have proof of that, but that makes sense in the, because they are acting as if uh, things are normal there. How does that bode for the uh, the the American people? How 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 does that alliance that that triune that you just described? How does that bode for us? And and is Joe does Joe Biden have a clue in your estimation of how to deal with this? And have we actually really really bungled this whole thing once and for all? Talk to us. Well, um, in, in history, there's no once and for all, but for a very long time. Um, debacle is going to affect the U.S. We don't know exactly how all of this is going to play out. I mean, China could very well find itself uh, stuck in Afghanistan. Maybe not the same way as the U.S. did, because China doesn't want to insert troops, but they could end up um, with a tar baby of their own. And so, uh, right now, um, you know, we don't know exactly what the relationship is going to be between Beijing and Kabul, but we do know that the United States um, has suffered um, almost irreparably. Um, and, and clearly, American allies around the world, not just in the region, but around the world, are disheartened by what's going on. There have been a number of statements in even close allies like Britain that. Uh, you know, countries need to develop their own independent um, deterrent because they don't trust the United States. So this is going to have consequences. And one of the consequences it could have, CL, is that countries like Taiwan might develop their own nuclear weapons. And we could have a fast proliferation as countries no longer believe that the United States will protect them. Wow. Uh, Gordon, that is uh, uh, chilling to think 
of the scenario that uh, can that can uh, evolve in that. Let me ask you this then: with China recognizing the Taliban as uh, a functional and legitimate government, then what benefits does that give to uh, the Taliban with the Chinese government recognition? That's a very important question that people in Washington are not asking. And the reason that I think it is so crucial is that uh, the Taliban obviously has had financial support in recent months. I mean, you can't take over a country without money. I, it, it's a little bit easier now that they got a lot of U.S. war equipment for free, by the way. Um, but nonetheless, it did require money, and the question is where it got it. And the obvious answer is, well, we need to look at Russia and we need to look at China as supporting the Taliban. And what we also need, CL, is for American presidents to stop ignoring China's direct relations with the Taliban. We know, apart from the recent events, and those we don't have confirmation of, but we know that, that China's been supplying um, small arms, um, all sorts of dangerous weapons to the Taliban. We know that Huawei Technologies, which is the Chinese telecom equipment manufacturer, has been supplying all sorts of logistical equipment to the Taliban. This was during the time when the Taliban was um, fighting and killing American and NATO forces, which means, and this is um, something that we Americans need to raise, this means that American presidents have ignored China's direct support for a group killing Americans. And so there's, uh, I think... We need to start talking about Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama, because this is just horrible, horrible um, um, diplomacy on our part. Taking in uh, the American presidency and its dealings with the Taliban and, and, and so forth, I, there's, an, there's a question that Americans are, are, are needing to feel comfortable about, and we're so uneasy about this, and that is the capability of uh, who is in the Oval Office at this point in time. Gordon, has he indicated in any way to us over these last seven or eight months that he is capable of dealing with this catastrophic event that is happening with with the Afghan people? Talk to us. Well, clearly, um, this has been a debacle. This has been self-inflicted. And um, there are a number of questions that we Americans have to ask. And we need to hold people accountable. Um, this is uh, one of the worst episodes in American um, history. So um, clearly, he has got to—he's—he's he's got to recover from this, um, and that means we've got to start supporting our friends and allies in the region with more than just words. And obviously, the first people—the first uh, target for China is going to be Taiwan, because Beijing itself has said that uh, Taiwan can't rely on the U.S in the wake of the collapse of the American support for the Afghan government. So Beijing's been very clear about this, what it wants to do. And it actually issued a propaganda piece two days ago, which talked about when China invades Taiwan, not if, but when. So um, the Biden administration needs to recover fast before, um, unless there's a total collapse of Americans relationships with countries around the world. Let's talk about Chinese infiltration into America with uh, the minutes, the few minutes that we have left here, Gordon. When uh, Gordon Chang is my special guest, author extraordinaire, uh, foremost uh, authority on uh, the Chinese government here in, a, uh, in, in around the, the globe, Gordon is recognized as that 
author and, as I said, attorney extraordinaire. Gordon, let me ask you this. Uh, The Chinese infiltration in America, I see it happening uh, in sports. I I know Stephen A. And and let me let me say this. The, the, The deals that the Chinese cut with athletes in this country. Uh, I think many times gives them an inroad to actually through them, through the athlete, undermine so much of uh, American fabric and fiber. Is that a, a method of infiltration? Is the money that they're offering the method in which they are infiltrating politics and uh, America? Talk to us. Yes, I mean, China exploits every point of contact with the United States, and China's goal is to overthrow our government. And last year, in the beginning of this year, they actually advocated violence, which is more than just an act of subversion. This is, these are acts of war. Um, but clearly, um, you know, we start talking about, you mentioned athletes, so let me go to the issue of Nike. Uh, Nike, through a subcommittee contractor, which had a long-term relationship was having shoes made in Qingdao, which is northeastern China, by um, Uyghur women who are racial minorities in China, um, who were kept in conditions that suggested at least forced labor and maybe even slavery, because the factory basically looked like a concentration camp. Then we have athletes who have endorsed Nike, and some of those athletes, um, and I'm thinking of LeBron James, have been very quick to complain about conditions in the U.S., and yet they endorsed a company which has knowingly taken advantage of slave labor in China. And by the way, those slaves are racial minorities. So I'm sick and tired of hearing from people who actually should be apologizing to not only Uyghurs, but to the American people. When we talk about the slave labor that does go on in China, there are uh, thousands, I suppose, of of Muslims uh, there in China who are in prison. And the rumor is, and Gord, you might know or might not know about this, that they are many times harvested for their organs. But yet the Afghans, I'm, these, I'm talking about Afghans, uh, Afghanis who are, who are imprisoned in China, uh, the minority uh, that is being used uh, as slaves there. And that, how is it possible that you climb into bed with someone who would treat your own people in that fashion? Give us insight into that mindset. I don't understand how the forty, how the eleven thousand Americans are going to get out of the out of uh, uh, Afghanistan. But I certainly don't understand how at the Afghanis can possibly climb into bed with someone who is that type of, uh, exhibits that type of brutality. Speak to us on that. Yeah, you're referring to um, the detention in facilities that meet the definition of concentration camps of at least a million, maybe three million Uyghurs, Kazakhs, and other Turkic minorities. And um, there is credible evidence that, as you say, um, China has been harvesting their organs for profit, which is basically murder for profit. There was a tribunal by Sir Jeffrey Nice, the London barrister, who's a human rights, known for human rights prosecutions, who came to the conclusion that China was indeed organ harvesting for profit. Um, But there's also been um, torture, institutionalized rape, institutionalized slavery, which we just talked about, and also genocide. China's been committing acts of genocide, as defined in Article 2 of the Genocide Convention of 1948. And I don't understand how the United States can maintain relationships with the genocidal regime, because what China has been doing 
is comparable to what the Third Reich did prior to the mass exterminations of 1941. And by the way, CL, we know that Uyghurs are being killed in those facilities because China's building crematoria next to them. Wow. Folks, hear this. I'm telling you, you had better take heed. Gordon, tell everybody how to get in touch with you and how to follow your work. Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang, G-O-R-D-O-N-G-C-H-A-N-G. I archive all my articles for free on my website, which is www.gordonchang.com. And, um, you know, it's just I'm being overwhelmed right now with what's occurring. It's just China is coming after us on all fronts. And, uh, folks, Gordon has uh, warned us. He has told us about the, the Chinese aggression, and he has told us that they're serious about infiltrating America at every point of contact. Gordon Chang, always a pleasure to be on with you. Got to have you back on real soon. Thank you for being a friend of the show. God bless and keep you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much, CL, and thank you for getting this word out to everybody. Thank you. Bye now. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And that was Gordon Chang. And I'm telling you something. uh, Did he ring the bell? Yeah, he did. Listen, don't any of you go anywhere. The C.L. Bryant Show will return. We're going to talk about what we talked about with Gordon when we return. Top of the hour, we have Derek Wilburn, uh, Rocky Mountain Black conservative, coming on with us. He um, set some bells off. There in uh, Colorado last week over this critical race theory being taught in schools. Who might be behind that? Who knows? I don't know. Um, But we're going to talk about it more of the C.L. Bryan show when I return right here live. And you better believe I'm in living color. Be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the app store. CL, back with you on this great day in uh, America. Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, just on with Gordon Chang there, uh, author extraordinaire and, of course, foremost uh, expert on China and the Chinese government and their desire, their willingness, their, their want to take over us. You do know that that America, for any invader, for any, listen, and this, 
this this is a thought that I would not have even uttered in just eight months ago. This this thought that I'm about to utter to you, I I, I would not have even uttered just eight months ago. But have you thought about it with the weakness of leadership in, D- in, in the, the, the District of Columbia, in Washington, D.C. right now? America, do you understand that even though we do have the, the greatest military capability on the face of the earth, yes, we do, but what good is it to have the biggest stick in the whole fight and not use it. Not even know how to hold it. To hit people with. Huh? What's, what's, the, what's the point in being the, the, the strongest military on earth if the rest of the world is seeing you cut and run? I have never even thought about, entertained the idea that America could actually be invaded. Taken over. Until now. You better think about this. Joe Biden is feckless, and the people who are actually calling the shots don't care. Are you hearing me? The people who are actually calling the shots do not care what happens to the land of the free and the home of the brave because to them, that is, that is, that is antiquated. They're teaching your children that that is antiquated. And once you breed out patriotism, once you breed out the love of country and the core value of country, once that is bred out of you, of your children, once that's bred out of you or your children, once that's, uh, what's the word, uh, diluted, once that is diluted out of you and bred out of your children because it's diluted out of you so it can't be passed on with any strength to future generations because you've been diluted. You've been watered down. And so by it being watered down in you, it's watered down in your kids. And before you know it, it's gone in your grandkids. And you know what? You're actually witnessing that right now. You know what? You're actually witnessing what I have just said here in America. What do you think these snowflakes come from? It's the dilution of who we are as Americans. They have no clue what it is to actually be an American. And, uh, hey, I was talking to uh, a friend um, just a, a little bit ago before I came on air. And uh, they were saying to me that um, we are going to have to be very serious. Uh, people, presidents are going to have to be very serious. Gordon was saying presidents are going to have to be very serious. But we were saying that This thing now has boiled down to a point where uh, you have all these gubernatorial candidates running for office in, you know, they're in the state of Arizona and particularly you have an incredible horse race. 
and you don't know what, who, what or who to trust anymore. How often do you run into someone that you can tell off the bat, get all of their information from ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, or CBS, the usual suspects. How many times you run into people like that? We all run into them all the time. They're in our families. They're in our offices. They're, they're people that work for you. You know, they're, they're, they're people who uh, they, they, they believe that what MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, has to say Brian, they believe that what Brian Williams has to say, Don Lemon, they believe that what Don Lemon says has got to be true. It's got to be true. <laughs> because it's on TV, right? The TV that they watch. And the, the, the TV that they're told not to watch, which you better believe they obediently don't watch. They know they never get a cross section of opinion. And that's why our kids are as unpatriotic as they are, because they are hearing from the left, the socialist, the Marxist, that America's bad and they are being brainwashed out of their birthright. Your children, mine, my grandchildren, yours. They're being brainwashed out of their birthright. And so, with that being said, a nation like ours, strong, powerful, a nation like ours can indeed be overthrown. Even with all of its might, it can be overthrown because the secret of our strength has been in our story. Kill the story. Change the definition of what the story is. Change that definition of who we are in America. Then you change the destination of where America is to go. Oh, yeah. Whenever, whenever you change the definition of something, you just change the, defi- the destination of where that something is going. Change the destination, change the definition of what it is to be a boy. Huh? Change the definition of what it is to be a girl. And what do you get? You get a different destination. You get boys then wanting to play in girls' sports. And so you change the destination of the record books that is supposed to be held by women, but now exclusively are truly held by men who are guised as women. You change the definition, my friend. You change uh, the destination. Change the definition of gender. That's what you get. Change the definition of family. You know what you get. You get what government can use as family to then abuse a population that becomes codependent on government as the father and head of that family. You change the definition, you change the destination. Huh? It always happens. 
father, mother, change the definition of what it is to be a husband, to be a provider, to be a wife. Women have this skewed view of uh, that type of relationship anymore. Uh, women don't know what it is to have someone to uh, actually be provider. Have no clue. Very, there are few women in this country who know what it is to have someone who is able to provide for them because the definition of roles have changed. Not that I'm not saying that. No, no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that women cannot provide for themselves. I'm not saying that. But the strength of the family comes from the fact that there are defin- definitive roles. That is what perpetuates the male and the female family members through the generations is the defined roles. Once you change the definitions of the roles, and how can you wonder why you have what you have? Because you change the, the definitions of the role set in stone. Well, it wasn't set in stone because evidently you can change it. But was provided for us. We can change it if it's set in stone. You can just chisel it out. And it has been chiseled out. And guess what? The whole of humanity is being chiseled out of their birthright. Uh, the reason why this is um, <laughs> this thing has been so um, crazy is because men have lost their identity. They have lost the definition by coming under attack by the socialist left. But hey, uh, they were teaching the Afghans uh, over there, they were teaching them that um, about gender modif- gender modifications and all that kind of thing. Do you really think that uh, the Taliban and even the uh, Iranian people are going to uh, swallow all that, all that stuff whole? Of course they didn't. They didn't swallow that stuff whole. There was no way. Huh? Yeah. And so, so this is the thing that I'm talking about. You had better understand something. If we somehow do not understand that this is diabolical, then friends, you had better under, you had better guess again because this is diabolical. I'm talking about uh, something that you can avoid. I'm talking about something that you must avoid. And so don't don't be don't be surprised when things start uh, imploding on you the way they certainly do appear as though they're going to start 
imploding. Yeah, yeah. Do not make that mistake. Now, my dear friends, coming up at the top of the hour, or after the top of the hour, coming up after the top of the hour, is going to be Derek Wilburn. I don't, I don't want you to, to, to go anywhere. Derek Wilburn will be coming up at the top of the hour. And um, we're going to talk about this critical race theory thing. We're going to talk about roles. We're going to talk about gender. We're going to talk, talk about the change in definitions that do indeed um, occur and have occurred in America at this point in time. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. This is the C.L. Bryant Show live. And as I always tell you, we will return with more after these words. And uh, folks, hopefully I can get the ghost and goblins worked out in this uh, program. So be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and stand we also have phone apps in the app store. stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping CL back with you on this fantastic day in the USA. And thank you for coming along with us as we uh, build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Um, I'll be right back. And, uh, hey, listen, I don't know what is going on here, but we will indeed fix it. So, yeah, it's been, it's been difficult. Let me tell you something. Every time, every time, and I've told you this before, every time I go on uh, the road and come back, there is something crazy that happens. I don't know what happens, but, but it does. It happens. And so, uh, I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by technical difficulties, I was saying that roles of men and women in this country have been changed to a point where women are so stressed because they're taking on both roles, right? Yeah, and, and all of that uh, came about during the sec- sexual revolution. And, and hey, I'm all, f- I have three, I have, well, actually four daughters. 
You know, I raised four girls, actually five. But um, I understand independence. I understand uh, the strength of women. I understand that and how they should be independent, how they should be strong. I understand that. I get that. But there is a certain definition that has been changed in the way society should be structured because the woman is the nurturer of, of all humanity. That, that's, that's who she is. And in order for her to nurture to her best uh, and fullest extent, she needs to be provided for so that she doesn't have to worry about providing and nurturing too, even though the nurturing is provision. But it takes, it takes, it takes, it, it takes finance. It takes money. It takes food on the table, roof over the head, clothes on the children's back. And the, the, the true design for all of that it's for them to be partners, the two to be one. Twain shall become one. They'll become partners. And what she brings to the table in her nurturing, what he brings to his table, to the table in his ability to provide for the nurturer and for the family that comes from that is the design for a strong society. If it's passed on, if it's passed down, that's why uh, even though they don't have money. That's why, though, uh, in Chinese and uh, uh, tribal, uh, other tribal uh, type of environments, even there in Afghanistan, you have such strong family structures. And that's because um, the traditions of roles are passed down. Oh, you don't understand how strong the influence of a, a mother is in those societies. Women uh, many times may be and are third-rate citizens. That is true. Not looking for that portion of this to play out at all. But during the rearing of that child, she's very important, very strong figure. And then as they grow older, the elderly are respected in so many of those uh, patriarchal and, and matriarchal societies. The roles of male, female are, are, are strongly defined only if she could be her best self. She might be able to be that in America, but she's the best woman self. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That she could be in that society even though she doesn't have the opportunities that an American woman would have. It's a shame to think that you had girls in Afghanistan going to school but now a woman was killed just the other day for not wearing a burqa. Huh? You you have you talk about taking a giant step backwards. I think that's exactly what has happened here. Is that there has been a giant step backwards for Afghan women. 
They, oh, you saw them running on the tarmac yesterday, too. American woman, think of this. American woman, with all of your uh, abilities, benefits that you have. American woman, think of this. And I know better than to believe that uh, you have to have somebody in your life in order to be complete. I, I, I know better than to believe that. You, nobody does. Nobody does. But American woman, think of this. With all of your liberties, with all of your freedoms, if all of a sudden tomorrow you were indeed, oh, we were overrun by something as atrocious that has happened to those women in Afghanistan. To those girls in Afghanistan, if we were suddenly just overrun and your life changed overnight, actually, in many ways, COVID did that for us as well. It changed a lot of definitions. We're going to talk a lot about that when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show after the top of the hour. And don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour will be none other than my good buddy, Derek uh, Wilburn, Rocky Mountain Black Conservatives. And uh, (laughs) he's always a lot of fun. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun with Derek when the C.L. Bryant returns coast to coast and border to border throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known. And the only way that she remains that way is if you, the American people, stand up and push back against the hostile takeover that is being launched against you on just about every front that you can imagine. America is being taken over in a very dumb fashion by dumb people that we're watching do dumb things. Stand up, push back. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't you go anywhere. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.
expanding from within the borders of the Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back to the second hour of the C.L. Bryant Show. So glad that you could come along with us today. And, um, hey, I had in the first hour Gordon Chang on with me, and Gordon gave us insight into the Chinese mind. And uh, this is the uh, whole idea, if you're not familiar with it, the whole idea of the Chinese mind is to dominate the entire world. That's what they want to do. Make no mistake about that. They want to dominate the entire world. And uh, quite frankly, it looks like uh, the debacle that Joe Biden has provided uh, for all of us uh, and, and, of course, for them uh, uh, to uh, promote and to advance their agenda. He's, got, he's done it. In fact, he has placed in the hands, if we are not able to do something, and I don't know what that would be, of course, that's not my wheelhouse anyway. But we have just provided the Chinese and the Taliban, even the Russians, because the Russians and the Chinese, they share their communist ideals. You do understand that. You do understand the Russians and the Chinese share communist ideas. So they're, the, the three of them, the Taliban, the Russians, the Chinese, uh, even though the, the, the Taliban is not uh, what, what you would call a communist organization, it is funded, though, by people of radical uh, I uh, thought and ideas who want to do things to us that the communist Chinese and the communist Russians want to do to us also. So we have just placed in their hands. Joe Biden has Joe Biden has done this anyway, you know, or, or whoever is on his team, whoever's on Joe Biden's team, they did this. Okay, and and so they have just we have just he has just placed in the hands of our enemies. He's just placed in the hands of those who do not like us uh, the technology that we had in those tanks and in that air in those aircraft. We just spent millions upon millions of dollars uh, on the United States embassy there. And it's now, uh, I guess, Hotel Taliban. That's what that is. Uh, compliments of the red, white, and blue via Joe Biden. This man should resign. He should resign. And you know he should resign. He should, he should take his Kamala with him, and then we get rid of Pelosi in 15 months. How about those apples? You can go along with that, couldn't you? We, 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 uh, Take Joe's resignation. <laughs> we let him we let him go ahead and tender his resignation. 
And then we um, take, let him take his Kamala with him. And we get rid of um, Pelosi in 15 months. She wouldn't know what, she would be overwhelmed. The woman's 82 years old. I mean, I mean, even though she's in great shape, uh, Nancy, Nancy's in great shape. I've met her on a couple of occasions, little tiny woman, but she's in great shape. And uh, for an 82-year-old uh, lady, savvy politician, I think it's the politics that keeps her alive. But she's third in line to the presidency of the United States. And I have a feeling that uh, even though she talks a good game and she's very familiar with being Speaker of the House because she's the only uh, Speaker of the House who has been voted out of that office and then regained it in American history. She's the only one. So don't ever underestimate uh, Nancy Pelosi. The only problem with Nancy, if she did become president, she would want to be queen. Oh, yeah. You're talking about papers tearing up at the State of the Union address. <laughs> Oh, she might even ban the Republican Party from being there at the State of Union address. Nancy would want to be queen. You know, it's true. So we have enabled and we are enabling our own demise. We are watching it happen. And my only cry, my only uh, warning and, and, and unction to you is to push back and stand up against it. I know that will stop it. I know it will. If you stand up, push back, Push back and stand up. I know it will stop. You're still armed, and I'm not. I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating anybody going out doing anything crazy with guns or anything like that. But I'm saying to you is that you still have the ability to defend yourself if they want to put the hammer down. You still have the ability to defend yourself. You see, that's why the Afghan people were fleeing like rats off of a sinking ship yesterday. It's because they have no guns of their own. Okay, uh, Grand Cane, Louisiana, where uh, my little piece of property is still down there. Grand Cane, Louisiana. We get word that, though, hey, uh, we hear some Taliban's is coming up in here. Coming down here, get together the neighbors, everybody got their ammunition already, waiting on, okay, this is gonna, listen here, it's going to be a total misunderstanding when they show up. It's going to be a total misunderstanding because, uh, it, it, yeah, they shoot, we shoot. It's going to be a total misunderstanding if, in fact, that type of thing was to, uh, we fought a revolution Against against those who are tyrants. And that's what they are. That's what the Taliban, they're tyrants. But they were being tyrannical over a group of people who were able to defend themselves. 
You think the onslaught and the, the cry to disarm everybody and to uh, take down and, and wussify the police, why do you think that that's all uh, in the mix for the socialist, Marxist, Democrats? Why, why do you think that they want to do that? It's to disarm you. You know, I, I, um, it, it's buried way back in, in my Facebook uh, page. It's been last, I think it may have been last year, but I, I sent this out. Yeah, it was around uh, October of last year, almost a year ago. And I've sent it since. There was this uh, image of Donald Trump in the shadows sitting in a chair, uh, leaned forward as he does. And the captions above and below read, above, uh, it's not really me they're after. They're really after you. I'm just in the way. And uh, whether he actually uttered those words or not, or whether it was just a cool caption that somebody captured and put out there, truer words when it comes down to uh, this whole thing, truer words have not been spoken. Uh, Donald Trump was standing in the way of this agenda that we're seeing unfold here right now. Yeah, Donald Trump was standing in the way of this agenda that we're seeing the Democrats initiate right now. They could not do it because he was in the way. Once he was out of the way and once we they were able to actually subvert even the vote in Georgia. Where Georgia sends two Democrat senators to the Senate. United States Senate. Arsoff and Warnock. Both. uh, Marxist. Both of them. Oh, they'll never admit that, but they are. They've all been infected with it, and they are, uh, talk about spreading a virus. It is a virus that is being spread throughout America right now. It is a virus that is being spread in the form of socialist Marxist ideas. Uh, no, they're no, not the same. Don't have a. They're, they're very similar. They ride in the same. They travel in the same van, and they actually attend the same functions. But socialism, Marxism, cousins, very close. Uh, but they're not identical twins. They're not, they're not. They're brothers, but they're not identical. They're not the same. Communism. Uh, there's the other brother, but uh, not really the same. They're they're yes, the same, same family, but different. And all three of them are being injected into the bloodline of America right now. And one of the things that helps that along is this coronavirus uh, scare. I mean, the hysteria of it. Yeah, the cases are up, but the deaths are not. Of course the cases are up. Why? Because the herd is going to be immune voluntarily or involuntarily, and the weak will die, and the strong will survive. 
That, my friends, is the way of the world. It's the way it's always been. It's the way it will continue. And, um, yeah, if, if you are a person who wants to go ahead and get the FDA unapproved vaccine, go for it. I'm not doing it because I've already had the the uh, the COVID. I've already had it. I survived it. I got over it. I mean, way back. It it nearly took me down. Really did. I didn't know what it was until I went to my. I mean, I didn't know that I had had it until I went to my doctor for a checkup, and he was. I told him I needed a, wanted wanted him to check me for these antibodies that they were talking about, you know. And he did. And yeah, sure enough, I have I have a huge, a pretty good supply of them, which meant that uh, I got a pretty good dose of it. The COVID, I mean, wasn't a light case. It was a pretty heavy case. I'm serious, folks. I thought I was going to die. And keep in mind, my wife had just passed away a week earlier when the whole country had shut down. I was in a strange land as far as I'm concerned. I was north in Denver. I'm a southern boy. It was cold. Uh, there in Denver in March and, and April. It was cold. Uh, and it was one of those situations where you were just suddenly alone and sick. Yeah. But uh, survived it by the grace of God. The human uh, immune system that he gave me is strong. And uh, I thank God that I haven't uh, experienced any adverse effects from COVID. Yeah, I did lose my taste for a while, but I can guarantee you this, it has returned. Yeah, and my appetite, had, I had lost my appetite for a while, and I, I lost um, even more weight than I was. I was at a good 195. I was feeling really good at 195, and um, then I got sick with a COVID, and hey, I, I lost another 30 pounds, and well, not 30 pounds, but I lost a uh, yeah, another 25, 25 pounds at least, 175, although I feel good. Well, my point is this. You can survive it. And if you survive it, then I really don't think you have to worry about it killing you. That or the variant. I really don't believe that. I believe you're going to get a, a tough cold. But as uh, my father swore by Robitussin, he did. He did. He swore by Robitussin, and so do I. I uh, just go take a. In fact, that's what got me through. I really say that's what got me through the onslaught of COVID because I didn't go. I didn't go get any medicine or anything like that. I didn't do that. I didn't. I just survived it. I didn't know I even had it until I went to my doctor wanting to see if I uh, I had it. Hmm. So. Let's um, examine ourselves, Americans. Let's examine ourselves and understand that there are people who are subversives, who do not play by the rules that they lay out for you. Huh? They, they, they don't play by the rules that they lay out for you. Which means that the thing that they say they want to protect you from, no, it's not a threat. At least not the threat that they say it is. Otherwise, you know who they are. They would be terrified of it themselves. 
and they are not. Their behavior tells you that they're not terrified of this. Why? Because they have the skinny on it. They know that it's a tool in order to control and manipulate you. And as long as they're able to do that, well, you better believe they will continue the, the, the hysteric, hysterical uh, rhetoric on television, scaring the bejesus out of uh, so many different folks, your children too. I, I, I kind of dread to see the um, type of neurosis that's going to uh, and and and, and psych, psychos, psychosis that's going to exist in the children that come from this COVID era going on two years. It is going to be absolutely astonishing to see the type of psychosis and neurosis that's going to come into the children of this COVID generation. Derek Wilburn's coming up here uh, after this brief break, and we are going to talk about uh, his showing out up there in Denver. That critical race theory has got him all fired up, and we're going to hear from him when I return. My good friend, Derek Wilburn will be with me when the C.L. Bryant Show returns. Don't you go anywhere. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have phone apps in the App Store to work with CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us uh, wherever you are th- across the globe. Uh, on the Over the Talk Monster, Red State Talk, the largest talk platform in the nation. Welcome back to the CL Bryant Show. All of you, all of you, thank you so much for being there and thank you uh, so much for making this show um, the success that it has become across the fruited plains over Red State. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above um, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Talk Monster billboard, the Talk Monster billboard, and um, uh, every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant show pops up there in Times Square, about a block away from where they drop in the big ball come New Year's. I believe we're going to do it this time. And uh, old C.L. looking right back at you. 
there in Times Square. Thank you all again for helping us build the bridge daily. I'm bringing on now someone who I've known literally for years now. And uh, I just don't know how we've tolerated each other all this time. But uh, just the same, uh, he's here. He's my friend. And I will back him up on just about, just about, Derek, anything you want to play, any play you want to make, I'll back your play, brother. How are you? Welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh, C.L., my brother, I'm just out here snapping necks and cashing checks. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I am, I am the most blessed man you know. <laughs> Surrounded by a, a wonderful family, the love of a good woman. I have everything in life that I need and most of the things that I want. I got no room for complaint. You're a blessed man. You just reminded me of something that was once said of Leon Spinks, the boxer. He was once asked, uh, Derek, uh, Leon, what do you do for a what do you what do you say? What would you tell people you do for a living? Leon said, I knocks people's out. And that's what you do. You You knocks people out. (laughs) Derek, to an articulate maestro like that is a true honor. I'm telling you. You know, Derek, uh, you are, you know, uh, and people I want you all to know. Uh, the type of work that Derek does, and it's it, it's really uh, yeoman's work. Uh, it's the it's the Lord's work. It truly is uh, that He's doing because He's preserving this Judeo-Christian ethic that we have here, and uh, the the foundational principles that has made us so great. Derek, critical race theory. Uh, I want to jump right into that, and I want you to take uh, the lead on uh, speaking to us about what's happening in the school district that you so eloquently took down. Uh, the other uh, week, uh, talk to us about the shenanigans that they are playing on our children there in in, in the in, in Colorado. Now, what, what you're talking about was last Thursday night, and if listeners haven't seen it, so, so I didn't post it. Michelle, local we, news channel and put it on TikTok, and we ended up with uh, I think we're over half a million views and climbing right now. So listeners can search Derek Wilburn CRT or whatever video. But it's just what I said is the the I'm not oppressed. This whole idea of of introducing school children to the notion that in this country we have the oppressed and the oppressors, and which you are depends upon the color of your skin is not only false, it's detrimental. Uh, who, who benefits from doing that? So I made it clear to them, you know, when I'm black, I've been black my entire life, and I'm not oppressed, and I'm not a victim. I am blessed to live in the best, most glorious nation on earth, and you will not be teaching this to my children. You'll do it over my dead body, and they voted the right way, thank God. That is good, and it's because Derek was able to stand up and push back. He had the courage to do that are parents derek becoming are their eyes coming open since they have been wide shut for so long uh is there a a, a wave sweeping through colorado and hopefully through america that began at uh, meetings just like you had how do you see it there is no question so they've overplayed their hand the whole thing the genesis of course was colin kaepernick in 2016 and they seized upon that and rode that wave to rioting, looting, burning, defund the police, and everything else. And parents, I'll tell you what, at our local school board, I attend two of our local school board meetings on a regular basis. We used to have 
20 or 30 parents at those meetings. Now there's routinely between 100 and 150. And we are pushing our school boards to the right. No question about it. And I'll tell you what, CL, here's the genesis. Here's where we really need to focus. We made the mistake, we in America made the mistake of allowing the most leftist of the left assume control of our education system in in 1960s and 70s. Everybody knows this. The liberals took over, and now, 50 years later, we're realizing the fruit of that mistake. If we begin rising up and showing up and taking back our schools now, then in 20 to 50 years, we'll begin to see the reversal of much that's going on today. So, listeners, if you do not know, if you cannot name one member of your local school board, whether you have school-aged children or not, if you can't name one member of your local school board, if you don't know when and where they meet, if you don't know how many members there are on your local school board, then you are not a part of the solution. Derek, you cannot say it any stronger or better than you have just said it. Folks, he's right. Uh, It all begins at your kitchen table where your children eat their breakfast or whatever it is, Uh, wherever wherever it is you began to nurture. That's where local politics begins, and you do need to know the government entities that you send your children, turn them over to if they're going to public school, because that's a government building that you're sending them to. Derek, uh, you say that uh, the Dems have overplayed their hand But even in the overplaying of their hand, they're so inept at even over. Do they really have a hand to play? And how in the world did we fall into the hand that they are playing? It seems as though we, too, are being swept swept by a wave that's coming through our country. Derek, how did we wind up in this place? It is a horrible place that we are now in America. You did outline for us how we get out. And that is standing up, pushing back, and instilling in our children right principles. But, Derek, eight months ago to right now, things have drastically changed. Talk to us, man. If you want to see a great example and an encapsulated example of how we got where we are, hop on YouTube and do a search on math Archie Bunker style. (laughs) <laughs> it's a phenomenal sketch from an old all in the family. You got to see it. It's only three or four minutes long. But in this in this segment, Mike, the the, the son-in-law, the rabid liberal left winger, uh, you know, everybody knows the, the character he played. Meathead. Meathead. Successfully. Yeah. Meathead. Exactly. He successfully manages to pull the money out of everyone in the room's pocket and pays everyone in the room without ever once reaching into his own pocket. It's a phenomenal piece of comedy that they didn't intend it to be this way. But what happened is for the last 30 or 40 years, and certainly for the last three or four or five, we conservatives, you know, we're focused on building our lives, raising our families, going to our jobs, working on building a career, preparing for our future, what have you. We don't have time. And doing the things that liberals have managed to do on the public dole for 30 or 40 years. Joe Biden is a great example. How many jobs has this man had? Joe's only had one jo- Joe's only had one job and that's government. And that goes and that rings true for tremendous number of people who up on the hill on the Democrat side of the aisle. So all they've done is receive public funding to support themselves and they become millionaires in the process. 
and implement policies while we, while we had our eye off that ball because we're busy living our lives, being conservative, saying, government, get out and leave me alone, whereas they were saying, government, let me in so I can implement the change that I believe we need. Derek Wilburn is my special guest. Uh, Derek, tell everybody right now how to get a hold of you and how to help you if, in fact, they're so inclined. Talk to us. I'd like for every listener to visit P-O-C-C-CapitalInterns.com, People of Color Capital Interns, P-O-C-C-Interns.com. It's self-explanatory. When you see what we're doing, we take African-American college students from coast to coast. We've had them from Arizona State. We've had them from Howard University, most of them liberal. And we send them to work for a a paid internship in a Republican legislative office and say, get along, figure it out, put down the defensiveness and let's learn to work together. And one by one, one, we're starting to change the world. I certainly do appreciate the work that you're doing. And folks, I think that you would appreciate it, too, if you go to Derek's website and help those young interns who, as he said, come to him, as you would suspect, Uh, with liberal leanings, but once they go through the program, they see the world a lot clearer and the way uh, our founders intended for them to see it. Derek, when we think about uh, the takeover and uh, hopefully not the takedown totally of our young people, I'm seeing a neurotic and almost psychotic uh, group of young people that this mask thing and this COVID thing is breeding. Is there a timidity that's being uh, bred in our young folks. Is there a timidity that's being bred in America through this critical race theory? Does it have such dual purposes? Talk to us. There's no question. So it begins in the home. So you and I were raised in homes much differently than the children being raised in homes today, except in my home. (laughs) The, (laughs) The idea of disrespecting an adult the idea of interrupting an adult while they're speaking, uh, all the things that you and I were raised with. We now have children being raised to basically believe if you don't agree with me, that makes you an idiot. And I therefore have the right to interrupt you, attack you, assault you, be, demean you, uh, treat you any way that I want to. So it's a loss of decorum. And as it relates to critical race theory, what they're being taught simply isn't true. So CL, most people, when they hear slavery... They immediately think racism, immediately. And that's not accurate. Uh, The truth of the matter is throughout world history, people of all colors have owned people of all other colors. And in the United States, we automatically think white people owning black people because that's our history. But we have to unpeel that onion and go a little bit deeper, which will take a minute or two so you can tell me how much time we have on the No, go ahead and talk, man. We got time. The white people did not enslave black people because they were black. They enslaved us because we were convenient. And those are two very different things. So in the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, cultures of that age, you had very different cultures in terms of levels of advancement, right? So white people in the 1600s were designing and manufacturing ships that were capable of circumnavigating the globe Right. They're they're crossing oceans and colonizing new continents, whereas black people in the 1600s were still living in huts and drinking out of puddles. So white society was manufacturing advanced weaponry, cannons, rifles, 
pistols, swords. Black people had sticks and stones. So, of course, a spear is no defense against a cannon. So we were easy. We were convenient. They captured us and then brought us to this country as slaves. And out of slavery, once slavery ended, then racism came in. So what they're teaching is exactly backwards. We, racism, slavery didn't come from racism. It's the other way around. Racism came from slavery, but they don't want to teach that. And they do not, folks. Uh, that is indeed uh, one of the twisted things uh, that goes on in your school district. 1619, Derek, let's talk about that for a minute. Of course, uh, any of you who know anything about 1619, you know that the, the country, America, was not a nation in 1619, right? And uh, and it wasn't until, I think it was uh, 1789 when our Constitution was actually ratified uh, that we became a, a nation, and then slavery only existed a little over 85, uh, well, well, 85 years after that. Slavery was over in this country. So instead of the 400-year mark, Derek, that they want us to believe, why is it that we don't tell the American story? Is the GOP guilty as well, Derek, of not trumpeting the values of the freedom of man that the party was formed in order to uh, promote? Talk to us about it. The GOP and white Americans who are conservative in general are terrified of, of bringing up, of, of speaking the truth, which is really a strange thing. I mean, people are offended by the truth. Uh, how you explain that, I have no idea. But w- when I look at anything, one of the first questions I ask myself is, who is the beneficiary? Like, who benefits? So by teaching our children that our nation is illegitimate, was founded on racism, that our Constitution is, should be null and void because the men who wrote it, some of them own slaves, who benefits? Who is winning by teaching this to children? So people need to not be afraid of being labeled racist if they speak the truth. And the truth is the Constitution of the United States of America does not apply only to white people. It applies to all citizens of this country, regardless of skin color, and it is a brilliant document. Yes, some of the men who helped write it owned slaves. That doesn't invalidate the Constitution. And you can't be bullied into not talking about it, because here's the thing. One of the worst things you can call someone who is not a racist is a racist. Right. Most people, most, most conservatives are not racist. The vast majority aren't. Therefore, calling them that is extremely damaging. And they'll do anything they can to keep from being called that. Racists don't mind being called racist. If I am a racist, you call me one, what do I care? Nothing. You know, they wear it as a badge of honor. But they've bullied the white conservative into silence by threatening them with calling them something they abhor. And so rather than risk being called a racist, I'll just keep my mouth shut. Folks, don't keep your mouth shut. Let them call you whatever they want to call you. It's just sticks and stones. And tell the truth that the Constitution of the United States of America is the second greatest document ever written by the hands of men. It's not even close. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, you reminded me of a story uh, Jim Brown tells about uh, this uh, white guy, that uh, white landowner there on the island that he grew up on, uh, inviting him to his home after he became famous. But he still wouldn't let him come into the house. They sat on the porch. That man was a racist, even though he was very kind to Jim Brown. 
I am telling you, that's the same thing that's going on with the, Dem- the Democrat Party. They have never let Al Sharpton, they have never let Jesse Jackson into the House. They have always treated them on the, they've always uh, seen them on the porch. And, and that's uh, what is going on here in America, my friends. They are treating you. They're elitist. And let's talk about that for a minute there. Uh, Derek, uh, is there an elitism that we're seeing emerging in front of our very eyes and black folks, la- Latinos, are seeing it happen with the AOC and the squad movement and all that type of thing? Uh, but but they don't understand that they, they will never enjoy the, the, the perks and, and things that these people who are leading them astray are enjoying. Talk to us about it, Derek. It's incredible. So, yeah, Nancy Pelosi, what's she worth now? $140, $160 million. You could run right down the list. So they have engineered the political system in the country so as to benefit themselves and enrich their families and then to preach to those who are not being enriched that you need to keep us in power so you can get some of what we got. But if you ever look at the charitable giving statements for these people, they don't give money. Bernie Sanders earned, what, $1.1 million in 2019 when he disclosed when he ran for president and had given something like 1.3% to charitable (laughs) foundations and what have you. Uh, And that's true of all of them because here's the thing. They don't believe in charity. They believe that the government should be the provider for all the people. So therefore, they have to be in power in order to provide it. Now, of course, they just hose everything up. I'm trying to get benefits from my World War II veteran dad right now through the Veterans Administration. And I've jumped through so many flaming hoops, uh, you can't believe it. And I'm no closer now than I was when I started because the government is so inefficient. But they managed to convince people you need government and then set themselves up as kings and kingmakers at the very top of the governing structure while never delivering a single thing that they promised. Never delivering a single thing that they promised, which makes them what, gang? Liars. They are liars, and they're lying to you now. And the lies are continuing, and they're being aided and abetted by people like Jim Clyburn from South Carolina. Jim Clyburn knows better than to promote something like critical race theory. What makes an elected official who came out of that era in time, the Elijah Cummings and people like that. What makes them support something that has been so detrimental to the people they represent? Is it the elitism that they are enjoying? Are they out of touch? Uh, Are they a part of the big lie? Talk to us, Derek Wilburn. Well, the the two gentlemen you just mentioned, Jim Clyburn and Elijah Cummings, and we could run right through the rest of the Congressional Black Caucus, they have cattle on a vote farm. And they need to keep the farm under control. So as long as blacks are voting for them to the tune of 90%, they have no incentive to provide anything they're providing. They don't – Elijah Cummings, he didn't even live in his district, as does not Maxine Waters, although she does have a $3 million house. I believe her zip code is technically Hollywood. Uh, Elijah Cummings had a $700,000 house. May he rest in peace on the outskirts of the district that he represented. So these people have set themselves up wonderfully. Corinne Brown, I believe she's still in prison. But uh, all of these people have set up charities and are grifting money and doing everything they can to put their families in superior financial position, but keeping the cattle on the vote farm. They need to keep telling blacks that Republicans hate you, that something as fundamental as proving you are yourself is in fact racist, and anybody who supports it is a racist. Keep voting for me. I'm beating the racism back on your behalf. 
And nothing changes. And nothing changes. Derek, tell everybody how to get a hold of you again and take uh, about two minutes to tell uh, one thing that you would leave our audience. Uh, give us one thing that you want to leave our audience with here today. Derek Wilburn. P-O-C-C, interns.com, P-O-C-C, interns.com. Uh, I'll leave it right there. It is self-explanatory. Uh, the video that you referenced, and if listeners haven't watched it, they, uh, I would encourage them to. Uh, maybe you can play it on the air. But I explained to the board and the people in present, I'm not oppressed and I'm not a victim. My children are not oppressed, but my children are victims. My children are victims of three things their own ignorance, their own laziness, and their own poor decision-making, period. Those are the three things that my children are victims of, and you know what? Those are the three things everyone's children are victim of. We, we, we don't, we don't, I've never had a cross burned in my yard. I've never seen or been a, a, a lynching. The KKK has less than 10,000 members. This phony phantom ghost of racism that they keep... Pinning on you, dear listener, is a lie from the pit of hell. Don't take it sitting down. Stand up and say, you know what? The true racist here is you. Because you think that blacks need help to survive. I love it, Derek. As always, you're a straight shooter, brother. That's why you and I agree, and we can walk together according to the word of God in the book of Amos. Listen, man, all the best to you. God bless you. God keep you. Don't talk to you nearly enough. You know that. But uh, we'll get together. I'll see you on the trail real soon. Thank you for being on with me here today. Blessings on you, CL. You keep your head low, all right? We'll do it, man. God bless. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my good buddy, Derek Wilburn, uh, live from the uh, great state of Colorado. And uh, full disclosure, both both of us are black conservatives. Uh, Yeah, we are. And uh, he, along with me, we have been shaking some trees here over a period of years now. Met Derek. uh, In fact, Derek um, uh, premiered uh, my film there. I can't remember if we were in Denver or some other city uh, in the in the area Um, many years ago. Now it's been ten, nine or ten years ago. In fact, this is the tenth year this year is the 10th anniversary of uh of the making of runaway slave and let's see next year yeah yeah will be the um yeah been that long i've known derek quite a few years now and he has always been a friend and a brother to me and i certainly hope that i have been that to him uh, his insight is invaluable and certainly his zeal and his uh, warrior spirit is certainly one that all of us can take Example from Derek Wilburn was my guest. And uh, hey, coming up is just me and you. We talk about uh, here as we come into the home stretch of the C.L. Bryant show today. Uh, there are some things that um, we had better um, take note of, things that uh, we don't like to talk about, but we're going to talk about them here right after um, this break that we will take. And, and friends, I want you to think about the lie. It is such a deception. It is such a lie that we're being fed. And it's such a deep sleep that we seem to be in 
wake up. You, you, you are conscious. You, you're, 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 you're conscious. But you're asleep. And, and these days, it really does feel as though we are actually sleepwalking. It's just surreal what's happening in this country. I'm CL. Be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa. Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and stand we also have the phone up in the app store. Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, closing it out here on the CL Bryant show. Uh, My guests have been Gordon Chang in the first hour uh, and, of course, Derek Wilburn here in the second hour. Both of them great Americans as my good buddy Sean Hannity would say. And last night, if you missed um, the president, uh, president's interview on Sean, uh, the president, Donald Trump, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, you know that. If you, you know me, you know who I'm talking about. Um, it was just amazing, the clarity. And also the uh, visual difference in mental aptitude it, it, it was just apparent in in the the visual difference in the aptitude of um, President Donald Trump and Joe Biden it, it, it was visible you could see it if you get a chance to to see that interview I'm sure you got it Sean had it up uh, you can get, just go check that out and then you ask yourself <laughs> Well, you've, you've already asked yourself this. What did, my God, what did we do? What, what in the world did we do? What did you do? I, did, I, I voted for Trump. I'd vote for him again. I don't know if we're going to get a chance to, but I'd vote for him again. I sure would. I'd support him again. I'd, be, I'd go be with him again. I sure would. Because, quite frankly, he's the best president we have had in a long, long time. Everything was under control, uh, except the spending. (laughs) But then COVID uh, brought that uh, just over the top. And the spending was okay because the stock market and and the, the profits, the GDP was just so good. So spending was better, even though we shouldn't spend so much money. Of course not. But uh, it was still it, it was still feasible because 
we were thriving. Now we're not, and you're spending great-grandchildren's money. That's what you're doing. You're spending their money, and they haven't even made it yet. They haven't even made the money yet, but it's already spent, which makes them truly debtors and codependent, most likely, on government if we can't turn this around. Now, this is what I wanted to say to you. I say this on the trail. I say this out uh, on um, the trail all the time. Since America is the greatest nation on the face of the planet, how then can you take offense at the tools, the mechanism that God has provided to us in this present age who are blessed enough, fortunate enough, favored enough by God to find our home here, seeing how it is that uh, God has, according to scripture, made from one blood all men uh, to dwell upon the face of this earth. I think that's Acts 17, 26. I believe that is. Uh, so, and has determined, it goes on to say, the bounds of their habitation before you, you got to where you are. And since the bounds of my habitation, where I was supposed to be in, in, the, in the big picture of, of, of the way it plays out, the mechanism, the, the method that was used to get me here to you today, as I say this across country, was a, it was a, it was a slave ship and some other ship that not only carried my Nigerian ancestors but also carried those Scots Irish ancestors here. Yes, that's my dad's side. Brian's is actually my name. So, 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 why do I curse the darkness that did exist when I'm standing in the light of day? I can't curse the darkness that I came out of and, 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 and rue the light of day that I'm standing in because I came out of darkness or it was a dark period that brought me here and made me a participant in the greatest nation on the face of the planet. Friends, Americans, I am telling you that that is the game that we have gotten into here in this country. We have gotten into the game of cursing our dark past, not realizing that it was the dark past that we overcame that brings us to this light of day where we are now. And the problem that we're having, the thing that's happening with us is that we're dragging the things from the darkness into this space where they don't belong. Are you hearing me? You're, you're dragging that into this where it does not belong. There's nothing you can do about the past, my friends. 
I say this on the road all the time, and actually Dr. Dave McMillan uh, is who I get this from. Give credit where credit's due. Always do it. Uh, of course, all of us, nothing, not even Cicero, the greatest, one of the great orators of history. Even his material wasn't original. His thoughts on it, uh, his thoughts on that material may be original, but nobody's material is original. All thoughts come from the creator of thought and who gave us the ability to articulate it. It comes from God. So, so there, there's nothing new, as Solomon said. There's nothing new. There's no philosophy uh, new. There's no statement new under the sun. You may not have heard it. You may not have heard it said the way it was said, but it wasn't new. I can assure you of that. And so, my fellow Americans, however you got to these shores, and whatever we may have experienced here on these shores, it certainly wasn't anything new to the human experience. In fact, the story of mankind is a tale of human suffering and man's inhumanity to man. You can read it throughout Scripture. You can read it in any book, historical or otherwise. The story and the story of mankind, the story of us as a people is a tale of human suffering and man's inhumanity to man. That's the way that is. That's the way that that has always been. That's the way it works. And so why why then, living in this three-room house, the house of the future, house of the present, or the room with, with the room of the future, the room of the present, the room of the past, why is it we love to drag those things out of the past? And hang them around the necks of those who had nothing to do with that past. I'm CL, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, may God bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.